Welcome back to the Marketing Eye podcast, the first one of 2019. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so today we're going to be talking about culture. Culture is something that can really make a break an office, one bag, bad egg, and the whole broth is ruined. Is that the right saying? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it sounded good anyway. <laughs> so um, today I'm joined with four of my colleagues who I work with every day, and we all know each other quite closely. Um, so I'm joined with Ethan Perry. Hey Lewis, how's it going? Not too bad. Um, Amanda Moncur. Hey Lewis. Uh, Madeline Sefton. Hi Lewis. And Melissa Smith. Hi. Um, so let's start off with you, Melissa. So you have been in the industry for quite a long time. Um, so what is, do you just want to sort of define what culture means to you and what it really, I mean, you've seen the dynamic of your office change up and down um, with regards to culture. So sort of what, what are the pros and cons and how you really get a thriving culture? Well, I'm certainly no expert. Um, I've failed more than I've succeeded. Um, I've been in the industry for 28 years, so I've worked with other people for a very, very long time. And I suppose over that time you see what works and what doesn't work, what type of people work within a culture and what yeah. type of people actually spoil the team and actually can turn a team from a good team and a high-performing team into a team that actually doesn't operate very well and soon after people start leaving. Um, we've seen that a lot over the years and it really comes down to a, a lot of things. It's the makeup of the team. So if you had all the same people in a particular team, what you'd find is it'd be quite uninteresting to work in that place. Um, and people wouldn't be getting enough out of it. But also the workplace wouldn't be getting enough out of those people because you do need variety in teams. You do need different people with different styles and different inputs. Um, we're really lucky here. We have a culture that's very open. We share a lot. Sometimes um, a little bit too much at times. <laughs> way too much at times for sure. Um, and I think that the culture here has developed over time. We've had instances where the culture's been really good, but then one bad person moves into a yeah. culture and they can actually change everyone's opinion of what it's like to work in the place that they did love working at. And um, is that something that you can sort of spot now when hiring someone? Is that something you take into account how they're going to gel with the team and sort of not just on their skills and achievements? I think it's hard in that most people like myself, you know, I am the founder of the company. I'm not here that often. So this whole bullshit line that the leader is responsible for culture is really wrong because it's the team that's responsible for culture. You guys are the ones that have made our culture so much fun and such a great place to be. And why, you know, everyone from myself to my dog races in the door each day because we know we're going to we're going to have a really great day with great people and we're going to share great experiences. And I think that that's really hard to find. So every person on a team needs to be a stakeholder for that culture. They need to be responsible for the culture. And when they identify that something's going wrong or there's a really negative person on the team, they need to find out, well, why is that person negative? How can we help them become more positive? How can we change their glass from being half empty to half full? And it's those sorts of small steps that you can work on to actually change a person's perception of a team into being a positive one. Or you can work out 
that they're not really the right person for the team. Yeah. The other thing is, you know, we have another company, Scrape, that develops psychological profiles for high-performance marketing teams. Yeah. Well, for in our instance, we can now identify much faster whether someone's going to fit our team. And we really look for a variety of different people within the team, different people that can bring different things to the table. Yeah. And so, Madeline, you um, grew up sort of near Townsville in a small town called Ingham. Um, and sort of what's the contrast with working in a big city in, in regards to culture, um, sort of looking at Melbourne versus somewhere like Ingham, sort of what are the big contrasts and sort of did you have um, culture issues in Ingham? Um, I think just the type of work I'm doing here is different as well. I haven't, can't say I've worked at a marketing agency in Ingham, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, coming to Melbourne, yeah, the people are different, um, but the culture at Marketing Eye has been great. Everyone's very inclusive, very um, switched on and very creative. And everyone has great ideas and is uh, all go-getters. Yeah. So I feel like that's something I've really noticed moving here. Right. I would have thought the opposite. I would have thought that coming to a big city, there'd be um, a lot more sort of competition, there'd be a lot more bitchiness, whereas sort of up in Ingham, it's kind of everyone's your friend, everyone knows everyone, and yeah, that's very interesting. Um, so Amanda, um, so Amanda, I work quite closely with you um, on a day-to-day -day basis. We sort of are working with each other all day, every day. Mm -hmm. What's kind of something that you've noticed within Marketing Eyes culture that really kind of pushes it to thrive? I feel like just everyone inspires each other. Everyone's really uplifting and we all are really ambitious. So we always push each other to try our hardest and we just have like a great sense of humor. So we can always have fun no matter what, but we also try our hardest and put 100% into all our work. And we do dance classes which is very fun. We do it, perform it to the class. We show the interns every day, <laughs> always practicing. So that's always a great thing where we can always like have fun and not take life too seriously whilst also doing our own work. And yeah, just being part of a great environment is such like a great thing to work in a workplace like this. Awesome. Okay, now to the human sleeping pill, Ethan. So Ethan, <laughs> what are your thoughts on culture? What does culture mean to you? Um, well, culture means to me the it's the sharing of ideas and everyone's expressions into one melting pot. Um, I think it's important that you be your own self and bring your own characteristics to a culture. Whereas if you have people, especially now in a culture where we do see it to be more PC and more controlling, I think when people say that they talk about how they're offended, it can actually say, I don't like how you act. I think yep. that's... That's so you think being more PC kind of binds, less PC, sorry, binds a team together, is that what you're saying? Well, I think it lets people be themselves and actually express themselves, which means that they're more comfortable and actually being, they're more comfortable in being in the workplace and interacting with these people. And with that comes more trust. 
and that actually builds a more positive culture is people can actually trust if even they can if trust their coworkers. They're even more if the other person them. is sort of being sort of offended by their behaviour, which is making themselves feel comfortable, do you still think that's sort of okay? I mean, yes, you're gonna get you're gonna get people that are obviously uncomfortable with that, but I think the more that they experience it, the more they're going to accept it. And that you can actually, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just obviously it's a two-way street, but yeah. if you start restricting how people are acting, then they're going to not want to join in in the culture. Yeah. Whereas if a person obviously has these sort of things, maybe... It's a fine line, for it's sure. It's a fine line. Um, I think being PC um, within a culture is confining. And it limits you to really understanding the person that's sitting beside you. Uh, we find that we have a very multicultural organisation and we have people that, you know, celebrate different religious, um, you know, events throughout the year and we all appreciate that and that's really different. Um, at the same time, some of those values really do cross over and I remember when the vote came for gay marriage, yeah. um, it was really interesting because it, that could have been seen as very offensive in any office. Um, and whilst everyone was certainly very pro-gay marriage, it was a discussion um, that took place about, you know, if you had a religious belief, should those people be ostracised because of that? And I think everyone agreed that each to their own. Um, but in our particular case, we were obviously pro-gay um, marriage and that was one of our things. The other thing is, you know, so many people have different limitations and knowing what those limitations are is really hard. I think when you're building a culture and you really want to have a lot of fun in the workplace, it's really important that you employ people that feel the same way, that they are happy to have a dance for instance, you know, we have a dance troupe in our company that performs for us on a weekly basis and I'm in fits of giggles when I see them <laughs> dancing. I mean, but they're fantastic and they certainly go viral on a week-by-week -week basis and they've certainly got a great following. Um, but it's, you know, they're taking the piss out of themselves. They're learning new, you know, steps on a week-by-week -week basis and sometimes they get it wrong but we all laugh and we all have a good time. And that could ruin a culture and it could yep. make somebody, one person feel like people are all looking at them or it could actually enhance a culture and in our case it enhances the culture. Yep. Uh, another thing is we did meditation and yoga for a period of time and we had one young lady who found it offensive and said that she refused to participate because she found it intrusive. Now, that was really hard. I, I think yeah. you were there. Yeah, it I was. was. It was, um, it took us back a little bit. Yeah, and all of a sudden we realised that person kind of slipped away from our group, even though we tried to make that person inclusive. Yeah, and I think that does come down to you have to be open to participate and sort of be, a, as you said previously, be a stakeholder in that company's culture. Yeah, and I, and I you know, going back to that situation, that, you know, that person ended up leaving, but, you know, what could we have done differently? Or could we have hired differently? You know, do we need to have those conversations up front when we're hiring people saying, hey, where are we? Do you like we? yoga? <laughs> yeah, do you like yoga? <laughs> yeah, do you like yoga? Um, we swear a little bit occasionally. We like to have a few drinks on Friday <laughs> afternoons. Um, we, 
occasionally get things wrong. I remember once getting a dick pic on my phone by accident. <laughs> you know, um, a lot of bosses would be screaming at that, but I did laugh. And I was like, wow, I, that's, that's a first. Um, but at the same time, I think being able to laugh at things and not take things seriously has created this amazing culture that we share today. Um, moving forward, will it always be that way? It really is up to you guys to make that happen. Yeah. Mm. And so for our listeners who are businesses who would seem to be struggling a little bit um, in the culture aspect, what is something, um, what are some quick tips that you guys can sort of offer to sort of help boost their team culture? Ethan, do you want to start off? Um, I think the biggest thing that anyone can do is really be almost like vulnerable like actually be willing to be yourself because you're more if you start acting like you think you have to act a certain way like not only will you be not genuine not be yourself most likely be miserable because you're not going to be able to (laughs) portray your own self but um people i think people also pick up on that they can pick up that you're not actually like you're pretending to be something you're not, that you're not really present yeah and if you're doing that then it's really hard for someone to actually trust a person that isn't being genuine yeah people pick up on that vibe pretty quickly yeah mm-hmm. and no one likes no one likes a phony <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> okay amanda well something that we do here which i've really enjoyed is team lunches and i reckon if like business incorporate that into their own workplace like it's a really great bonding experience because you can all eat together like who doesn't love eating and like sometimes we have little talks where we say like a nice thing about each other or a nice thing about our day and I feel like it's really uplifting and really sweet just to hear all these little compliments throughout the day from your colleagues. Okay Madeline. Uh, my quick tip would be just break the ice. We often as Ethan said we don't try and be anyone else in instead of going and hiding at your desk thinking, oh, I don't look great today, sometimes Lewis will come in and say, oh, I've got this huge pimple on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Just break the ice, make a bad joke, and everyone will have a laugh, and it becomes a lot easier to get along with everyone if you do that. Yeah, great tip. Okay, Melissa. I think it's really important that companies are true to themselves. You know, what type of company are you? Um, Often leaders try to make the company who they are. It's not who they are, it's who their team is. And the team are the coalface in front of your customers and in front of the industry. So you really do need to let go of the reins a little bit, be a little less controlling and let them take over what your culture actually is. Um, I resonate with what Ethan said, you know, authenticity is really important and keeping that aligned to your values is, you know, is really essential to having a good culture. Okay, well, um, thanks for everyone joining us on our first podcast of 2019. Um, We are very active on social media, so um, come and participate and comment on what other topics you'd like us to uh, speak on. So our Instagram handle is just at MarketingEye and Twitter is at MarketingEyeAUS and our Facebook page is just MarketingEye. So we'd love to hear from you and we'll see you next week.